0: Hi everyone, I'm Kelly Pokies-Burke, and this is the Career Slay Podcast. Imagine the impact we could have on society if everyone loved what they did. That's what Career Slay is all about. I'm interviewing people who love their jobs and asking them how they got there and what they've learned along the way. We're here to slay the fear in career. My guest today on Career Slay is Michael Etim, Senior Vice President at Younger Partners here in Dallas, Texas. He is a commercial real estate broker with over eight years of experience in the North Texas land market. As a DCEO power broker, his book of business knows no bounds, working with clients as small as first-time entrepreneurs pursuing the American dream to some of America's largest real estate builders, developers, and investors. Welcome to Career Slay, Michael. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I'm super excited to have you here. We grew up together. Yeah. I've known you since... Probably our teenage years. Absolutely, yeah. We hung out at Starbucks a lot. And I think I started drinking soy toffee nut lattes because of you.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's so funny.
0: All right. So, what were you like as a child?
1: What was I like as a child? Um, So, I was one of three, Uh, I was the youngest. So, growing up, um, you know, I was always. I guess, provided for. I guess that's a a nice way of saying spoiled.
0: Oh, yeah. That is a really elegant way.
1: Or maybe a brat. I don't (laughs) don't know. Uh, Some would differ. But I guess as a child, I was just happy-go-lucky. My parents were entrepreneurs, so they were always available when I needed them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also I understood Call of Duty whenever they needed to take care of things. What did they do? You know, my parents immigrated to America from the Philippines. They were very entrepreneurial in the Philippines. They had a business back there and there came an opportunity for them to immigrate to the United States. My dad, who came two, three years before my mother made it over, uh, picked up all sorts of odd-in jobs um, Mm -hmm. just to kind of make it, as they say. And then eventually he found his way into real estate um, through, you know, all the odd-in sales jobs, kind of establishing himself found a mentor, got into real estate, residential brokerage, mm-hmm. selling homes. And he had done that for, what, 18, 20 years plus. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I grew around. I always saw them doing that. They were a power couple. They, they did real estate together.
0: That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anywhere my dad was, my mom was. Um, you know, my, my father was the licensed real estate broker. And my mother was... Uh, I guess, an executive assistant slash business partner. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just a dynamic duo. That's what I grew up around.
0: Mm -hmm. So growing up around such entrepreneurs, how did that rub off on you in a sense?
1: I always knew I wanted to be the author of or kind of, I guess, back then the boss of what I did, Mm -hmm. kind of own my own thing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, that transformed into, you know, something where when I went to college, I double majored and I was like okay I think I'm gonna do something business oriented but also there is this inherent pressure to become something yeah whether that's a nurse an engineer or a doctor as <laughs> as typical Shocker. of our yeah of our parents I think I got into my third year of pre-med and, and business mm-hmm. I started to see a line in the sand um, yeah. while my science classes they were engaging I could keep up with the material I understood it but i just had so much more fun in the business classes yeah my marketing classes my finance classes all that just was so much more fun yeah and the dialogue and the conversations that we were having in those lectures were so much more enjoyable per, on a personal level yeah than ochem 3 and, yeah. and calculus 3 i drew that line in the sand i said okay i think i'm going to pivot and i'm going to graduate out of then called the UTD School of Management.
0: Okay, so you drop your pre-med major, junior year. What did you end up doing after college? Yeah, yeah, so
1: that's a a good question. So while I was in school, I was working uh, as a pharmacy technician. Mm -hmm. So I figured, okay, if I'm going to do something related in the medical field, let me get a preview as to what it looks like to run and operate in a pharmacy. And so I, I chased that for... About, I want to say three or four years. The day came where it's like, okay, well, you've excelled in this position. You've taken you've taken on all the special projects. Um, You you know, you know the business inside and out. Let's go corporate. Okay, I said, great. That you know, at the time I wasn't married yet. I wasn't engaged, but I was dating my now wife, Mara. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, she had just got her feet on the ground teaching. And she said, well, that's great. I'm so happy for you. Where is this opportunity? Is it here in Dallas? Mm -hmm. No, it's South Carolina.
0: Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: So there was a lot of internal evaluating. Two questions that weighed heavy are, am I okay moving away from quote unquote home? Okay. And am I okay with that much more responsibility and I don't want to say burden, but I guess liability in yeah. workload? Okay. It just became a very apparent that while this, I was good at it, I just wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I was now taking time away from my personal life, mm-hmm. overloading time into this position. And I just didn't have fun anymore. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to paint like a, a glamour story. Like, oh yeah, you know, I transitioned from here to here and, you know, and voila, here it goes. This is how it happened. It's awesome. Um, and, you know, truth be told, it's, you know, it's just a matter of finding your way. Yeah. Um. And so... I looked at it as a learning experience, like, okay, I've acquired these skills. What can I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then I looked at my dad and he's always happy. My mom and dad, always happy. Really
0: and truly. Uh, never seen them sad.
1: I've never seen a bad day. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, dad, what is it? How is it that you're so happy and you're, you've got all the time in the world? You've always had the time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a key component was time. Yeah. You know, how can I still be as productive as successful while maintaining a quality of life and having time to spend. Because ultimately, to me, time is is something you can't recreate. You can't get back. It's your back. greatest currency. Exactly. And so I wanted to find that balance. And so the answer was like right in front of us. He's like, look, you know the business. You grew up around it. Mm-hmm. You know, you went on house tours with me as a kid. You know, that was the coolest thing about my parents. It's yeah. like, you know, some people draw the line in the sand and, you know, their clients were cool enough to have like, A seven-year-old Mikey walking around looking (laughs) at houses. Would
0: you like a cookie?
1: (laughs) Open house, come on down. (laughs) Uh, And so I got my license in real estate Mm -hmm. and I worked with him and was encouraged to learn the family business. Um, And I did that for about a year and a half. I realized the skills I acquired, I was more geared towards business to business, B2B kind of transactions. And then meanwhile, my brother was already in the commercial real estate Business, generally speaking, the whole family is in real estate, but in different caveats. And I told him I was wanting more. Like, I, I, I'm of the mentality, like, always leveling up. You know, I, I enjoyed what I did with dad, but truly, my background and the skills, it's more business to business. And I think that's what you're doing. Um, can I better understand that? So he was an industrial broker, mm-hmm. basically specializing in warehouse leasing. One week of shadowing, that's all it took. I said, This is. More or less, the direction I want to take. And the best thing a big brother could ever do was say, "Okay, if that's what you want to do, go make it happen. I'm not going to help you." Really? Yeah. I'm like, and I'm thinking, "Big brother, can you like open up doors or introduce me or help me?" You know, this is the, the baby proce-
0: of you. Yes, <laughs> yes. This is the uh, coming out. He always
1: provided for little brother. Yeah. Uh, and he said, "Absolutely not. I'll kind of prep you with your interview. I'll look at your resume." Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that for you. So if you really want to do it, you're going to make it happen. Okay. And this is verbatim. And I said, okay, well, let me prove to you that I'm going to do it. Okay. So I went out into the world, and I looked at, you know, the top five, top ten, you know, and and I interviewed a couple places, and there was one particular place that really – I guess just resonated with me Mm -hmm. and um, you know, interviewed and it was the culture was just right. And it was the best thing I ever did.
0: Yeah. So what was that place?
1: So long story short, uh, this is a loaded question. So it was with Henry S Miller, um, the land division, a gentleman of the name of Robert Grunna interviewed me. Mm -hmm. um, And it was a good fit from the very beginning in that land group. We evolved into uh, what was called Novus Realty. We were strictly just land brokers what we were doing was something special. We were growing really fast uh, and quite honestly, beyond our capabilities, you know, we only knew dirt, but as we were growing, we needed uh, an outlet or or a platform to take advantage of the missed opportunities because mm-hmm. oftentimes we would get inquiries of, hey, can you help me lease this or can you help me with this operation? And, and because we were just single faceted, we couldn't and so and we knew that we would be stronger if if we merged our efforts. Mm-hmm. And so through that process, we merged with younger partners. And at the time, you know, unbeknownst to us, they were also looking to grow and offer their uh, services. So they were at the time specializing in leasing, whether that was landlord or tenant rep on the, in the industrial or the office sector. And um, they really wanted to be able to capture land sales. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, we wanted to be able to take advantage of of the leasing opportunities that we could not service. And so, in 2017, we were acquired and we merged. And ever since then, it's been a great thing.
0: Awesome. So, what was it that your group specialized in?
1: Yeah. So we specialized in land brokerage. And sometimes you'll meet commercial real estate brokers, and they'll even say, "Well, what do you mean you just do land?" Simply put, if I were to explain it to you know, like. Uh, Explain it to me like I'm five or like mm-hmm. a grandma, mm-hmm. uh, a land broker is, you know, really what it sounds like. If, if it's land, if it's dirt, we'll transact it.
0: Like um, you're selling it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll sell it or, or we'll help someone buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to give you kind of an idea of what I do, broad scale, very big picture, someone could own a piece of property, uh, whether it's something in the city or somewhere in the rural side of town, and just say, hey, it's time for me to sell. Like, I I don't want to own this property anymore. Or Mm -hmm. generational, hey, we inherited this. We don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Can we go ahead and sell it? And so our objective is to find the highest and best use, maximize their return. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing people say is like, well, why real estate? And and a coworker of mine had mentioned, in every facet of your life, you were born in it, you live in it, you work in it, you
0: die. (laughs) It's like... It, that's very philosophical. It's yeah. like it's the underpinning of like every phase of the American dream. Right. That's so cool. So just to take a step back, you were able to pivot from being in residential real estate right. into commercial real estate, right. which are very different. Very. How did you pitch yourself or transfer the skills that you sure. had gained? Sure. To pivot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, while a certain competency in the market is required a lot of the times people will do business with people they enjoy just yeah, being with.
0: It's relationships.
1: Relationships. And so a part of me was you know, being available, being personable, but also always willing to find the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might not have the answer. I might not know the exact comparable rate. Give me the chance to work on that. And so I was always Johnny on the spot. I took what I learned there. I took lo- what I learned from a different place. And I always tried to build that and assemble that into something. Some people will do something, figure out, they either hated it or they were terrible at it, Mm -hmm. and then forget about it and move on to the next thing. And it's very linear. Yeah. Well, for me, it's always trying to take what i learned from something and build it into something and apply it to the next chapter. And something, and I'm not going to pretend I'm the expert at this concept, but it basically sums up, I guess, my career path thus far. Mm -hmm. And and you may have heard of it. It's a Japanese philosophy called Ikigai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically boils down to like the reason for being. Yes. And so, you know, I did some evaluating and and organically it's it's just happened to kind of form. And I feel like I'm in that balance now of, you know, what are you good at? What do you love? Yeah. What does the world need? And how can I provide that and be rewarded for it at the same time? Yeah. Career-wise, I think people will get caught up. There's there's this paralysis of like, okay, I know I want to be X. How do I get there? Yeah. And then when they're there, they're like, well, now what?
0: There's no roadmap. Right. 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 And I think for most of our lives, there's a like a checklist yeah. or, you know, you go to school, yeah. check the box, right. you get a job, check the box. Right. And then you get to this point where you're like, oh, I get to define- yeah where I go next. Right,
1: right. And I think oftentimes people let the career define them as a person, yeah. and then they become so locked into, okay, well, I have to be this, and that's what I am, when really that's only a facet or a spoke as to who you are ultimately as a whole.
0: yeah. And so
1: for me, I, I maybe I have, maybe I haven't yet, but I feel like I've found that balance. And so every day of my quote-unquote job has never really felt like a job.
0: You had talked about wanting to own your time. And yeah. that was kind of the impetus for yeah. you going into real estate. Right. How does that reflect in your everyday? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, you know, real estate doesn't sleep. Yeah. You know, and if you take a break from it, the world will evolve around you literally. Yeah. But it has afforded me the ability to manage my time at my will. Of yeah. course, I've got clients and I've always got to be attentive to, to clients and, and and keep up with the pace of business, but it's encouraged that, you know, brokers while you do have time in the office, you've got to be out there networking. You've got to be out there mm-hmm. at, you know, planning and zoning meetings. You've got to meet people. You've got to you've got to be out in the field. You've got to scope property. Yeah. Um and so really, I guess the very nature of the business is it's multifaceted and there's not one, you know, you're not a cog in the system, just punching out widgets. Mm -hmm. It could be a blessing. It could be a burden. It's a two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. You know, you are the author of your schedule, but for those who want that, it's possible. It is a commission-based lifestyle. um, And so it's it's not a salary. It's not hourly. um, It's truly, for lack of a better term, you you eat what you kill. You know, it's a, (laughs) if you don't hunt, you don't eat. And, And so, you know, I'm involved with a lot of the hiring process and I will sit down with a prospect or a potential broker or someone straight out of college. And, and I will tell them, Hey, you know, it's a learning curve. It's about five years before you're on your own feet. Are you comfortable with that idea? Mm -hmm. Additionally, you know, it's a glamorous lifestyle. You see folks enjoying being a broker, but in those five years you will literally put the broke in broker. You will feel financially broken. You will feel spiritually broken. Your morale will be low. But if you can sit comfortable with that for five years, trust the process, and allow us to develop your talent, then let's give it a try.
0: Yeah. Wow. For those who are interested in this yeah. field, but they hate the idea of like networking yeah. or meeting people yeah. or they're more introverted, like, do you have any advice? This can sound very blunt. But yeah. let's do it.
1: Get over it. Because <laughs> like, really, you know, as I'd mentioned, it, it's a relationship-based business. You know, mm-hmm. Of course, you want to be the master of your market, know what's going on. But there's only one way to do that, is to network, to get mm-hmm. out there and talk, meet and greet with people. I will diffuse an email and text message and force a phone conversation or mm-hmm. let's meet in person because mm-hmm. there's so much more that can be achieved. From a professional and business standpoint, yeah. but also from an interpersonal relationship.
0: Building the relationship yeah, is so it's, important. You've got to. Totally. So just
1: let go, jump in.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about an experience where you found purpose in your work?
1: Absolutely. This particular project, I still tell you know some of the, uh, the new hires or the new guys about it. And it was early on in my career where I had a client who needed to find one to two acres to develop and build a daycare operation in the crosshairs of all the new development in the Plano and Frisco area near or as close as possible to Frito Lay and Toyota. And as a young broker just coming out of their internship, I had this wild idea that I've looked at everything that was listed and it just didn't meet the requirements. What if I just called the giant Frito Lay? Yeah, Frito Lay owns that land. Yeah, if they would sell excess land. Yeah. And I said, as someone who's so junior, can I talk to someone who oversees real estate?
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And it was like the operator. And she's like, yeah, sure. Two rings. And then the director of global real estate was like, hey, this is so-and-so. And And I surely thought, and I think purposely I was trying to call in the later hours to maybe get voicemail. Yeah. That was part of the cold call (laughs) reluctancy. And then so here I am like... Oh, I'm live. Like, I have 30 seconds to give my elevator pitch. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I did it and I, I, sh- I shared to him the objective. And then that very next week on a Tuesday, I was sitting in a room full of executives uh-huh. interested in hearing what needed to happen.
0: The fact that you did that, I don't know if you realize yeah. this, but you've changed so many parents' lives because of that. I know so many yeah. people from the organization who utilize that daycare oh, on a daily great. basis yeah. no, that's and great. Yeah. It, and it's you know as a parent of a young yeah. child like yeah. it, it makes a huge difference.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know and and that's that's part of why I do what I aside from, you know, the the financial reward perspective of it. Nothing brings me more joy than, and, and Mara can attest to this. We're driving, you know, mm-hmm. on a Saturday and for me to point at a site and say, Hey, because I had an idea or I, I had a wonder. Yeah. Now that thing stands there. Like, That's so cool. While I'm not the builder, I'm not the developer. Mm-hmm. I was part of that equation somewhere. You're in the, the early, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I was the dreamer who dare ask the question or dare called yeah. to speak to a global director for real estate on like a Thursday late afternoon.
0: I could have told you that to life people will always answer the phone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect.
0: All right. So looking back, yeah. what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think oftentimes people answer that question in the scope of, what would I have done differently or what would I have changed or what did I, what do I now know that I didn't know? I think I would tell my 20-year-old self, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, live with no regret. Yeah. You'll figure it out along the way. Yeah. But just be true in your intentions in every step of the way.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Has there been a particular challenge, either professional or personal, that has given clarity to what you do every day?
1: Yeah, you know, I would say I've always been competitive. And so in my career that translated, especially early on, I always felt like I had to prove myself. I'm the young gun. I'm I'm the intern. I'm coming out of this role. I've got to be a hot shot. And so being competitive and wanting to be the best was always, I, I guess, in my early stages a challenge in the sense that whenever I was growing in my role as becoming a mentor to newer interns Mm -hmm. in full transparency I saw that as a threat like okay okay, well here's a kid straight out of college who knew like this was his trajectory Mm -hmm. and he's got a bigger network than I do like I can't be outproduced or outdone Mm -hmm. and so that, I would say, was a challenge, mm-hmm. wanting to be competitive. And then and, and I realized it was only until I embraced the servant leadership perspective yeah. of things where rather than competing and trying to outdo, how about I lift up the incoming batch mm-hmm. and show them what I know and try to teach them what I know, then can we all fully grow together?
0: Yeah, it's almost like you your birth order plays a lot into your personality. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like now you're going yeah. from the youngest to the big brother. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I've learned. I'd say, yeah, I, yeah, that's exactly, that's well put. Um, <laughs> and so I've learned over the time to be that big brother. Mm-hmm. And we've only flourished. I feel like personally, I've I've grown more uh, having to learn that role. And it really just puts things into perspective. And then to have a team, I'm very team-oriented, mm-hmm. Um and so amongst me, and I guess I say my team, not that I own the team, but the team that I'm part of, Yeah, it's something special. And, and, and you know, folks in, in that team, they've worked the corporate gigs and they've worked elsewhere, and they all agree. They come back to the table like, we've got something special here.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Michael, your story is amazing, and I love how you used, um, you know, your parents' experience to really identify what was important to you, and right. that was time, and right. then found a career that enabled you to not only utilize your strengths, but also give you the time that you needed. If you had to sum up your career in three words, yeah. what would it be? Yeah,
1: three words, relationships, relationships, relationships. <laughs> I should have given you the, the real estate location, 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 <laughs> but it's really relationships, relationships, relationships. Love that. People first.
0: Love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been Absolutely. an awesome conversation.
1: Thank you for inviting me. This is a great platform and I hope to see great things.
0: The Career Slate Podcast is a co-production of Career Slate and Wild Reply produced by Michael Burke. Stay tuned for some great conversations on slaying the fear in career.